Welcome to FTH Beyond, live at DragonCon Pirate Radio style. Or not. Fuck you guys. I don't give a shit. It is whatever. So, for our live broadcast audience, uh, I'll introduce ourselves in a minute, but we're, we were unable to quite work out the game showing up on the screen. It happens. But we're, we're testing the broadcast, and it actually looks pretty good from this side over here. So, I am the Rock God Podcast, and Charles McFall, riding shotgun. Hello. God damn it, Paul. <laughs> Paul Klotz. Are you recording? Uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And over there, the man, the myth, ladies, hold your ovaries. It is Kurt. <laughs> Kurtstable. Wait, wait till you hear it. Say it. Good evening. <laughs> 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 Dennis is the man that says uh, Kurt gets people pregnant with his voice. So I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> All right, guys, it is uh, it's Dragon Con. I have already failed. I have failed to finish my lanes at DragonCon today, earlier. We give you one job. You didn't give me any job. I've been in here for five hours and then went to dinner. So, shut up. You know who does have their lanes cleared? <laughs> Kurt. I do. Kurt. Kurt, I didn't see you in this room at all until like 20 minutes before showtime. Well, you know. And you didn't need to be. I'm just saying, I worked. I took a nap. Good. That, I mean, I wish I'd taken a nap. Damn you. That man, cool. So yeah, I, 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 I think somebody else picked up for me, like Zucari or somebody picked up for me. And that was awesome. Um, shut up, Joe. Joe's in the room trolling us on the chat right there. Forget like you, man. Not predestined to happen, or, you know. So, I, uh, well, Kurt, what's your adventure? Well. <laughs> You have to unplug your phone. <laughs> uh, it's definitely pirate radio right now. It is absolutely wow. Prioritized radio. Kurt, what's your what's your experience been this week? Something uh, fun? Anything good? I've been maxing out a number of characters. I've gotten to the point where I can actually seven star them and, and get them all maxed out and collect those sweet sweet ultimate orbs. That's awesome. Uh, Klotz, I know you don't. You were I, traveling. I, you had um, stuff going on. You've been Pokemoning. Uh, well, I was gonna say, uh, you know, I, ca I caught a Machoke this morning, <laughs> and uh, I leveled him a little bit. No, I didn't. Uh, I have not logged in for over a week, and I'm fine with it. Yeah, you good with it? Yeah, oh, yeah that's so, a smile. There's I'm a smile so good face. with it. <laughs> Phil, okay. when's the last time you logged in? Month and a half, yeah. I was, I was. Um, where we at, Dennis? Where we at? Uh, Battle and Brew waiting on her table, waiting on her table. And I was playing. And you're like, you just gotta, you gotta hit that fix, man. It's like, it's a game that I enjoy playing. You and probably several dozen other people. I wouldn't know. I guess I enjoy playing, but Actually, speaking of several dozen other people, yeah, I actually did a little research this week and. Uh, for both uh, Apple and, or you know, so the Mac devices and Android, there for the month of July, 900,000 new users for each. Bots, fake news. No, <laughs> <laughs> Those are all Fox Next uh, Sentinel drones. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I mean, you know, we can talk about whether or not 
I wonder if I wonder if that's a whole bunch of people flocking in to see how bad it is after that Polygon article. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think so. Because we don't know if that number's down or up. Right. So, there's... I, I, I'm logging into an app right now where it, it'll give us, like, the general... Um, the general revenue that they've collected in July. Is it, me is it measured in money bags? Like is this? not measured in... <laughs> is it measured in Klaus's tears? It might be. One can only hope. <laughs> Thus far, there are no tears. I'm fine. <laughs> because I haven't logged in, and nobody's yelled at me for it. <laughs> you know, there is something... That, that is one of the things I've really enjoyed with the... With the... Uh, you can take it out. It's not like we're sending audio. We don't need to send Charles, audio. Charles, that's not... We're not that kind of show. What was I saying that, that sounded you, bad? You can take it out. God damn it, Paul! Please don't. Stop it! Contain thyself. But uh, one of the things I've enjoyed the most uh, being in Behemoth is that we've been laid back. We, everybody's talked to each other. Everybody seems to be having a really great time playing. And that's all I ever wanted. That's all I ever wanted from any kind of alliance is to have fun with people who are having fun. And we used to get in some scraps, might be the word, of, like, Paul, all you do is bitch about the game. Do what you want. Get out. I don't care. Have fun. Because that's what gaming is about. Right, Rob? No. <laughs> Thumbs up from the back. Um, but you're still on the show because you bring the industry insight. Yeah, sure. Because apparently I signed a 10-year contract without thinking about it. And didn't see the ruination of that coming in six months. And he has nothing to do on Thursday nights. Pretty much that. Yeah, there's that. Except uh, two Thursdays ago when uh, I got stuck doing stuff and didn't show up didn't on show time. Up. <laughs> uh, so, uh, not Klaus, Kurt, you've got in-game email pulled up, it looks like. Yeah, basically just uh, this hit today where they made some changes to the Ultima 6 grade. And they basically have changed the node completion rewards uh, because of complaints. And, and they're trying to make adjustments for, for the end user complaints. So now, for every node completed, we get 75 raid credits, four blue T2 ability materials, two purple T3 ability And a partridge in a pear tree. And 4,500 gold, yes. Oh, we get gold. Yeah, we get gold. So uh, once again, I think they're, they're moving in the right direction. It's just a matter of whether it's going to be too little, too late. Um, so I was talking about the revenue a little bit earlier. Combined Apple and Android, it looks like they're pulling in about seven million a month. That's a lot. Uh, That's so a lot. The question is, do folks like cracking quitting matter? In the long term, I don't know. I have no idea. When it comes well, I to mean, gaming. the the whole Kraken situation wasn't the the entirety of what was going on at the time, but they also have responded to all of that stuff since. But we're also looking at old data when we talk about that too. The agreed. You know what I mean? Yep. And and so they're supposed to be posting another uh, dev email uh, from the creative director Jason Bender on Friday. Uh, that's supposed to keep following up. Mm -hmm. They've talked about a weekly release of, uh, of just information. So we'll see, we'll see what happens this week. And that's that email that basically goes, hey, we're sorry, we've heard you. We made changes. changes. Yeah. yeah. Ch -ch -changes. Um, they've picked up 
they've picked up the giving gifts ball lately. And actually, you might want to log in to see if you got any email gifts. I logged did, in. Did you? Did you, did you have well, any I didn't check gifts? my mail. You should check your You've got mail. I logged in and then Kurt established that he was going to read the news from his e- And then you just logged out. And then I logged out. <laughs> well, what I'm saying, they've, every time they find an error, and it's sometimes it's just something we don't see or whatever, yeah. they've been giving shards of characters. They've been giving Deadpool orbs, you know, to say, hey, we fixed this error, sorry for the error. And you get not insignificant. Kurt, would you say it's insignificant gifts? Not, for that? Not, no, not insignificant. I mean, it's not going to make you go, oh my God, I got a million gold in my email. But uh, it, it feels like they're actually trying. That's all. Yeah. So the question is clots. Yes. What would Fox Next have to do in the game to make you go, you know what? It's time for me to pick this back up and, and I'm into it now. You asked me that question two weeks ago. Right, and it's or, been two weeks, I've week. drank some now, and forgot. Uh, and my, my answer at the time was, it's still two big things. Uh, they would have to make it a lot easier to acquire characters and stay consistent in that, so that there are things to do that feel meaningful week to week, that don't involve just focusing on your one team, and the other thing is to continue to communicate. They're, they're going to have to put in a good solid two, three months for me to really trust that they've turned a new leaf. Right. I, I just don't. Right now, I think they're responding to controversy, which I think any developer would, publisher would, uh, and I get it. So they've got to earn it back, right. basically. You know. I gotcha. It, it's it, trust has to be earned. Respect has to be earned. They have acknowledged that there's a problem because the community's been acknowledging it for months, and if they continue to deliver in that regard, then yeah, maybe I, maybe I jump back in. Maybe I'm excited about it again. Cool. Uh, Scott, I'm going to turn this one on. Rob, can I put you on the spot for a moment, sir? Sure. I'm going to th- throw you a microphone. Hold on. Unless you just want to come up and be on camera, that's fine, you too. You show this off. I do. So, Rob, you... <laughs> Rob, you, you played community-based games. Not necessarily massive online playing games, but games that... YouTube builds a community, Twitch builds a community. There's always whales in a game that spends the most money, right? Does a whale quitting the game matter in the long run in your long history of gaming? It's cutting out. I don't know why. It's a test. Um, it is a test. If spending money so that they didn't have to revise or whatever, you get your characters out of gyms so they have to stop that, then that could affect you. But like something like Ingress, you know, yeah, if you're heavy hitters, stop that game. It can really change the landscape, you know, because that is really about kind of controlling a particular area. And let's say you have a person that's very good at holding down their part of town a particular color. If that person leaves the game, you know, that's going to affect your entire team in that area because you're not able to hold it down effectively. Now, the interesting thing about Icarus is because they started as kind of like more of a Google experiment side project, they weren't really setting out to make money at first. So right. they kind of have, they did a lot of that later. So like the base game, you can do a lot without spending a dime. 
it's when you go to the live events, it's when you do, um, you know, some, some of the perks that you really don't need, like extra storage and stuff, require money, but like, you do so much thinking about it. So that's kind of been a lot of my experience. I think it just really depends on the game and how the game's built. You know, is it PvP, is it PvE? Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I, I, I actually agree with a lot of what Rob just said. The, one of the key questions is, is the game competitive? Because Pokemon Go is a great example of a game that is, it's about you, it's about your goals. I mean, at the most, the most competitive aspect is like, oh, can we take this gym? Right. Do I have, you know, the best Pokemon, that kind of thing. But really, that's just... EP measuring at that point, it really ultimately doesn't matter that much. Well, but do you think Kraken leaving matters? I think. My oh, I think, it, I think. No, there we are. Uh, I I th well, I think yeah. a high-profile community member like Kraken making a big statement like he did, if he just quit and nobody knew, it wouldn't matter at all. Okay. You know, I mean, I don't think just any random whale in a mobile game quitting you know has a huge impact other than that revenue uh that they're just not getting suddenly from that one source i think it's when you make a big statement and you make a big you know a whole presentation basically about it you bring people's eyes to it that has ripples in the community you know that that people who are on the fence people who are frustrated they're going to grasp to something like that and be like you know what that absolutely changed my mind you know what i mean and we saw some of that, right? I mean, and Kraken is a different example because he's not just a whale. I mean, he's, he's, he was basically part of the unpaid PR machine, right? Yeah. Right, because he had the big YouTube channel. He, he had a big YouTube channel, and people looked up to him for advice and for um, just how, you know, how his build-outs were doing because he was number one in, in so many different areas. Um, I think, so, so from a revenue standpoint, yeah, it made an impact. From a PR standpoint, it made a bigger impact and and then hot on the tail of uh, or on the heels of Seton uh, quitting as well. Yeah. Um, and quitting in in a pretty angry way. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that has an effect. Um, not everybody's quitting. Uh, certainly, we, they probably lost a, a number of whales that we don't know about. Uh, but but again, I think they're responding, and I think I think Paul's right though. We have to go through this level of trust that they have to earn back. I think they're on the right track so far. It, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You know, it, being a Marvel game, so being tied to a really strong IP means that there will always be an influx of new players. Way more than like, any, you know, just a random game from a random developer would ever experience. You know, they yeah. just wouldn't see that, that kind of new signups at all. You know what I mean? So they're always going to have an opportunity to get fresh faces. The real question is, do they keep them? And I, I always call back to one of my go-to games to compare it to is Warframe, even though it's not a mobile game. It's, it's a, absolutely a multiplayer game that is free-to-play and really pioneered a certain whole business model for free-to-play. And one of their big issues is the new player experience. There, there's no like there, there until a couple of years ago there was almost no like intro or like new player kind of handholding at all, yeah. and so people were just thrust into this game where it was brutal, um, complicated, dense. You know what I mean? And people would play for it. They had statistics. They talked about it. They you know people would play, and they'd be like, oh, this is cool. And the moment they hit the difficulty wall where they had to actually start putting the right things together and implementing strategies that actually would 
adjust the way they were playing and their efficacy they would a lot of them would just quit so they've had to make efforts to try to smooth that out and in a similar vein strike force has to keep the carrot dangling you know yes. what I mean? people can't if people come in and they hit this difficulty wall they hit this content wall of stuff that they just can't do and everybody else is only talking about that stuff it's it's a huge turnoff especially for a new player so they've already lost a lot of people and I, I would i'd wager that a fair amount of those people are just bitter and done you know what i mean so they they're probably best served by focusing on the that new player experience and basically earning the people who are still around's trust back and being like listen just ride it out for a little while with us let's see where we go and then you know focus on really enticing those new players which a lot of the mobile games i play do you know they they are always doing programs that appeal to a new player and veterans are like oh cool i get this stuff too i don't need it as much as a new player does yeah but it doesn't hurt me and as a matter of fact i'm glad other people are getting it so something along those lines more communication they absolutely can turn this around as long as that's their goal to do so that makes sense uh i actually found myself disappointed with the sales I, i'm not talking about the frustration marketing we're always disappointed with that i'm talking about the the right as they are about to launch that new side quest if you will with scarlet witch and miss marvel now all of a sudden they're dropping in for 25 dollars. i think it was you got x amount of shards for those characters and i'd been farming i mean i've been farming regularly and i got both characters well i think scarlet witch comes out at three stars when you finally get her uh, but Marvel doesn't. She comes out at one star. And I got her up to three stars. And I was very disappointed last night that the, the 7 o'clock energy I had was able to get another farm in on Miss Marvel and get some orb shards, which I still think that's kind of crap that I got to get X amount of orb shards to even open an orb. But that there's only an hour left. So it was going to end before the last energy recharge of the day. So I was like, well... Even if I open an orb, if I don't get 30, 40, 50, whatever shards I needed, I'm not gonna get another star. And that still feels like it's behind a paywall. And we've always talked about this. One of the things I loved about MAA was if I worked hard, if I put my energy, if I paid you with my time and constantly played that game, I could get what the whales could get. Yep. You know? Um, and then they started doing gold sales and all this other stuff. but. I don't need to complete all the quests fully, seven stars, whatever. But the characters, if I'm farming it, and I'm farming it constantly, and sometimes I would play, put some power orbs in and those kind of things, power cores in. Uh, if I'm doing that, then I should reasonably be able to get a usable character. And so I played the first two levels of that mission and was done. Mm -hmm. And then there was another side mission going, Kurt, what's the other side mission that was going on at the time? At the time was it the Kree? Uh, the Nick Fury Kree thing. Yeah. Yep. Screw that, man. I did the first one, barely made it through it because it gave me all the trash Kree in right. the game, and which I, I didn't have time or desire to build up. Um, so right. I, I just didn't do that second one. Uh, then they dropped in the hand. So I did the three tokens that I had to do the hand raids or whatever it was. Right. And I don't know. I, I, I think events should be handled differently yeah well, I think well they, they, they've changed it though i mean they've, they've made it so it wasn't uh before miss marvel it wasn't that you could just do the event and earn the character and and they made it so you can do that this time 
which is a step in the right direction. The question is, how many stars should you be able to earn? You know, what level should that character be able to get to by the end of the event? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and if you know, I I have no issue because the events are recurring. You know, whatever whatever the the time period is that they're going to bring them back. The, I don't necessarily think that that you should be expecting to get a five to seven star character at the end of the first time the event hits. So, so the question that I would ask you, Charles, is is you, I know you got upset that you couldn't get that extra star, but so would that if you had that star a week earlier, would you be upset that you couldn't get another one? All right, that's a fair question. I know. Um, I asked it. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, maybe, maybe, because this is the first game I've personally ever played that it's you will not get past this. None shall pass. You know, you won't get past this marker no matter what unless you drop in a ton of money. Right. I've never played a game like that, so it's me adjusting to all of that stuff. Um, I don't know, four stars seems to be, I mean, if it's seven stars total, four is just beyond the median level. Three and a half would be the median, but obviously you don't measure three and a half stars. I don't know, it's weird. It's weird, because like the Tony Stark one comes around, or Nick Fury specifically, I'm like, yeah. It's cool. I may never get Nick Fury unless they put him in a basic orb, because that 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 was just hard. So, so in, in regards to that, uh, Lance Dragoon says in chat, uh, they should just have them on always so we can build towards the ones we want, like the Fury ones and the Iron Man. Uh, I agree with that. Like, one of the issues we've talked about over and over again is the way these events are structured, they, the game is simultaneously telling you you really need to focus on your top teams to be able to do the the daily content, the really difficult content, the, especially the content that keeps getting huge difficulty spikes when they do an update and change the prior content to be more difficult out of nowhere, right? With with very little predictability, but also they're like, well you know to get these new characters in some of these events you also have to go wide you have to build out teams uh and we, we i mean we've talked about it ad nauseum but it's asking people to devote a lot of time and resources to every aspect of the game and it's just not achievable for most people and i you know one argument would be that that's to entice spending on you know resources that would allow them to do that but i, I don't even think that's really a factor it's kind of a time thing like who has the time to focus every day on building up your best raid team and also yeah focus on all these other side teams at the current rates at the current you know rate of progress it's a big ask and for somebody who all they want to do is sit on their phone all day playing this game it's not a big deal but for anybody who's playing even remotely casually it's it's basically an impossible and actually i would disagree without spending money even if you're playing on this all day because there have been definitely times in my life that i was like i'm out of energy i'll wait you know i'll go play something else but i can't wait to come back and play this or especially when you first start right you're just leveling 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 and you every time you level you get that energy refresh you still don't make the progress without putting money in and that's been that's been the hard ask for me uh to get that because raids Again, we, we started off this whole conversation talking about our alliances, and we had shuffled them up, and you gotta play with the right people. And, but that's the thing, the alliance is almost, and I do say almost, strictly there for the raids right now. 
And so as a team, you're working together because that's the best rewards in the game that you can easily obtain. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Behemoth is is killing Ultimus Five well, in their sleep. The, so the, that's the big awesome. thing is it's the only way to get certain materials. Yeah, right. Right. The only way to get the orange like, materials, like period, you, you, right? You you cannot get your characters to be as powerful as they possibly can be without doing raids. Th- th- those right. materials yeah. are just not available to you any other way, uh, and so it puts this tremendous pressure on you to perform at your best level right. to be able to clear raids. So you really have to build a good raid team. Yes, and then you need to get a good arena team mm-hmm. because you need to get that those resources, and, and you need to get a good blitz right. Team. And the the big issue with that is they keep moving the goalposts, and I think they kind of acknowledged that. You know, the with the announcement that they had this past week, they acknowledged that they're not going to roll out one of their, they were going to go up from 65 to 70. That's was about to ask Kurt about, yeah. Right. Yep. And I think that's one of the sources of frustration is even for the hardcore player, the people who are playing a lot every day, trying to be as competitive as possible, they just get to that new plateau, that new normal, and then the, the goalposts get moved again. Yeah. And it, it's a massive ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's so much pressure that it never gives you any downtime to go focus on that side stuff, which is theoretically what it should be for. You know what I mean? Yeah, like in an RPG, for example, like an MMO, like say World of Warcraft or something, a lot of the side quests and stuff would be there for somebody who's reached max level. They've, you know, they've done their weekly stuff to get the best gear they can, but now they still love the game and they want to keep playing. So go flesh out the story. Right. Go work on the little fiddly bits that don't actually matter, but people enjoy acquiring. We just don't have that environment right now because World of Warcraft isn't going to put out a new raid every month which is almost the pace that this has felt like, you know? Yeah. So the the issue, though, is you had said earlier, or you guys were talking a little bit earlier about having the event show up and being there permanently. Mm-hmm. My concern with that is if they're, they're in, their main way of introducing new material is through events, then you end up with a ginormous list of events that are there perpetually. I can see how that would be overwhelming. And there was a glitch on the Nick Fury one that the red dot never went away for me, which drives my OCD crazy. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I looked at it. I've looked at it every damn day. Go away. Ah, uh, my dev payoff worked. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to pay off for resources, not not just trolling. Oh well, sorry. Doing it wrong. <laughs> I'm doing it. Wrong. Uh, well, you know, you're not wrong, but. But, <laughs> but <you're> wrong. <laughs> there are a lot of games that add content at a continuous basis, and it, and for a new player, it is this daunting wall of stuff to do. And so, what they're forced to do is you're forced to prioritize what you want to do. You know what I mean? So, sure. so you would walk into this game theoretically if all these events were available all the time, or were rotated at least more more commonly so that they were available more often and you would say i want to work on getting this character like say nick fury i want to get nick fury and so every time nick fury is available or everything that i do is going to focus on me acquiring this character because that's what i want and the other stuff will be well once i've gotten him and i've gotten him pretty much as far as i can get him well now that other stuff opens up to me so if if you're pressured to you know with ash ketchum's disease you will struggle in that environment. But the I think the average user would be like, no, I, I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to get the characters I want or I'm going to get the characters that are good because yeah. that's the other approach is the, right. you know, the more competitive 
player will be like, oh, I'm going to get the things that are going to help me clear stuff and make my life easier, and then I'll get all the stuff that I just kind of want to play around with and see what it's actually like. So do you think that gets solved by uh, coming out with a more um, a more scheduled raid event cycle? Got to get my energy. That's my alarm, man. It's a 10 o'clock energy. Ding, Friday. This is the only game I've ever set an alarm to. It goes off three times a day to log into the game to get the free energy. I just got my energy. So, (laughs) but but seriously, does that get solved if they publish an event schedule? Yes. Part at least why? How? Because I I can tell you that you know. Yes, I've got a a max level uh, commander level, I guess, uh, and I've got some max characters. But when those events come around, like the Nick Fury one, I wasn't close to being able to to do that. Right. I did like the first mission or two. I don't even remember. It didn't even matter. But I can say, okay, I know this is coming back. I don't know when it's coming back, but I know it's coming back, so I don't have to concentrate on this right now. Right. And, and so I think the, the issue really ha- happens when we get to the point of, I have to get everything right now. Yes, because yes. there's, there's no... We, there's no guarantee that something will come back. There's no guarantee of when it will come back. I mean, that was one of the big things, too, is, you know, the Deadpool raids. Right. There was a post in the subreddit that was super excited about the Deadpool raids coming back because they had acknowledged that they had screwed up with the two-hour raid window. Yep. And so, the, it, like, there was this huge post, got a ton of traction, a lot of people responding to it, and they were like, oh, yeah, this could potentially be great. And it was actually worse and it was so demoralizing. You know what, what I mean? The, the two-hour raids were worse? Or no, the, 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 the follow-up. The reward structure the reward was really structure, big. Uh, but that, that so I must have that. paid attention, which is, is par for the course. What was wrong with your rewards on it? Because I, I know people raise hell, but I never actually took time to look at what the problem was. They were vastly lower for them, than what we got initially. Then, When you say initially, you mean the first the time first the raid time. actually came out? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, even the two-hour raids was though you weren't actually getting Deadpool shards, which you were in the original. You were getting Deadpool orb shards, and you weren't getting that in the two-hour well, raids. Well, that also begs the question: Why are they Deadpool raids if you're not actually getting Deadpool? Yeah, we talked about that. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so that's the thing: is like, it, it rewards cease to be, or I'm sorry, events cease to be a rewarding experience at that point. In my opinion, they become this high pressure scenario where you're you're going to like really focus on trying to perform to get the thing that you're trying to get. And then you find out that you're not even going to be able to get the thing you're excited to get. That's really demoralizing. And so at that point, the events lose their luster as well. You know, well, but again, I think from the event standpoint, if the purpose of the event is to give you the character. Mm-hmm. Then, then I think they're solving that. I think they're they're heading, in the, right, they're heading in the right direction. Um, I mean, this is the first the the Ms. Marvel event was the first event where you you play through the the levels. Even like I couldn't finish the third the hard levels, right? Because you couldn't I couldn't get past a, a specific node, but I got her anyway, and I got her not by spending power cores, but just by playing. Sure. So to me, initially, that's a win. Mm-hmm. Um, because at least I got the satisfaction of getting the character at the sure. end. Yes. I, you know, the, the Wasp event, forget it. I didn't get her right. initially because there was no way I could meet the requirements of that. Right. Yeah. And, and we had talked about that as it was happening. Right. And as I recall, FF Legendary Hero was like, oh, but but that might have changed. What do you think of that? So, yes, that's a positive change. Um, is it going to hold up? That's a big question. And we don't know. They, they need to 
hopefully earn that. But they, they definitely have moved in the right direction. I agree with you, Kurt, that uh, Kamala Khan was, her animations were great. Uh, the, I will say this, these, these playthroughs, now they've tweaked them a little bit so you can play better. The team ups you get when you play through their story, right? Um, sorry, make sure I don't run the clock out. Is we said that all along in MAA was, man, if we could only have a place to play with their high end level powers to see what it's going to be like to go, oh, I get it. And not just have to randomly guess and waste all the time, time and energy going after them or leveling them. This kind of playthrough has been so much fun because you go through easy. And she's probably a one or two star level character with that quality of, of gear and blah, 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 right? And you go through. And then you go to medium and you see her step up her game. And then you go to hard. And now you're playing with a, somewhere between five and seven star mm -hmm. character with gear tier 10 and you know, maybe all her powers unlocked fully. And when I got to that point, and I was playing with, my city team does comprise of bruisers, right? And so, or uh, I forget how they phrase it in the game, Brawlers. but basically, was it? Brawlers? Brawlers. Yeah. So yeah, when Daredevil would go out, every time he would go out, she would jump right in, and all of a sudden he'd get a tag team marker. And then when she attacked, he would jump in. And then I had, I had two or three Brawlers, Luke Cage was one of them. And it was just constant motion on the screen, without it feeling overpowered, without it feeling crazy. And I went, holy crap, this is my kind of character. This is a character that's going to bring Hulk back to the table. Oh, Lord. What, what time is it? Because he's a hero. <laughs> this, I was this waiting energy. for it. And all you guys are going to cry like oh, babies. Oh, he just rope a dope You're going to cry like babies. You're like, oh, my Hulk's one star. He's, he's, my he Hulk started is talking king. about Miss Marvel. I was like, I know. this is my interesting. My Hulk is king. He's not talking about Hulk yet. How's he going to steer this towards because Hulk? Because he's a hero and, and he's a he brawler. Did. And she is going to do great things. With him, Hulk is dumbest one there is. <laughs> Shut up, Kerr. You're <laughs> dumbest one there is. That's that's a good comeback. <laughs> uh, Lance asks, uh, "Can we get a big uh, Hulk sucks from everyone there?" No. One. No. Two. <laughs> no. Three. No, apparently not. Hulk, 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 Hulk. Dennis sweating scared. Hulk sucks. I hate you. I hate you so much. And nobody cares, Dennis. We're not facing there. So, uh, if gear and gold are going to be the bottleneck, no reason for character shards to be a third bottleneck. I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and that is one of the that's one of the things I've been saying from day one is there's so many bottlenecks in this game. It's like just stop. Like just can we chill a little bit? And can I actually get some things once in a while? Yeah. Like I feel it's like you're crawling through the desert all the time for that next drop of water. But it's not just, it, it's everything is like that. I, we, and I, I do think that's turning around, though. And, hopefully. And, and so, so an example is the Deadpool orbs that you get uh, when you open them, because I did that Orbapalooza thing this past week where I didn't op open any orbs and mm -hmm. saved them for the stream, which I'm never doing again. <laughs> um, I, I had seven Deadpool orbs to open, and almost every single one of them had eight shards in it rather than five and okay. so it looks like for the event sh for the event orbs they've been increasing what the average you get is they still have the five the level five one that, that comes up but it feels like you're getting more as a norm and you have a chance of getting less 
uh, versus everyone just appearing to be five orbs, five orbs, and and you're not, you know, you're not making the headway nearly mm -hmm. as much. Uh, so I think they've they've increased that. Um, and then again with the with the, with the uh, Ms. Marvel one, where you got you basically got her at the end. So I think I think that that satisfaction of actually achieving something yeah. has been increasing. And she now, came out as a one star, but that was fine. That's okay. Uh, but but again, I think it that was like this, in the last three weeks, stuff like that's been changing. The last month. Um, so we need to we need to figure out is that going to be the norm? Is that is that are they right. changing things? And hopefully with the new with the new effort to communicate we'll be able to establish the new normal right uh, that honestly like better communication and, and clearing some of the the gates would help tremendously because people have not been overall dissatisfied with the experience of the game no they're just mostly dissatisfied with the business strategy and the, it, it's starting to bite them in the foot. I really do honestly believe that. Um, I think you can find other ways to entice your customer base to jump into microtransactions than just making everything miserable. You mean so, by actually having microtransactions? Yes. Well, yeah. you, they're not transactions. Right, micro right. transactions. Yeah, I mean, it, it, if if every product that you sell is only fit for Ahab, it doesn't work out. Right. You know what I mean? So. But so so I mean, because because we go over this stuff like week to week, right? And and, and, and we go over and, the same stuff. And, and, week to week, we yeah. really do. Some of the, some of the good things. I think the story design in general, yeah, has been outstanding. Uh, it's been they've been fun stories to to read through and watch. The animation, the the graphic design, just in general, is phenomenal. I, I mean, I to be fair, I've been a pretty staunch critic, but at the same time, I've always said. The animations, the character models, the in-game sound effects, even though I don't usually have them on, the story, like the writing and everything, the the, the overall framework of the game is solid. Yep. And and the, there there is creative effort that has been put in and it is not wasted. It's good. Yes. It's just the, the <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the thing that cuts to the heart of it. You know what I mean? Is right. The, is the business side of it. Because it, it, it if this game doesn't turn around and it does fail, much like what we a lot of you know the Avengers Alliance alum will say, is that the the biggest crime is just that it is such a beautiful thing that people really yeah. care about. To have that it, with all that effort in there to just have that be wasted would would really suck. Right. So I I, I, I don't think we're looking at a kind of situation where, as a developer, as a publisher this game is like there's no way to fix this without just starting from scratch it's really just you you have the framework there you have to smooth things over and you can err on the side of making some things a little too easy sure yeah people will i mean if it happens forever because you, you can always tweak as well if you give a little bit too much away for a little while if you make things a little bit easier for a little while it's not the end of the world you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I just feel like they've always got this death grip where they can't let any value slip through their fingers. And it's like, well, let that happen. You know what I mean? So now I've got a, a question on scaling difficulty in a mobile game. Borderlands 2, one of my favorite games ever. Not a mobile game. Not a mobile game at all. But this is the reference of scaling difficulty that I have to then bring to the table. Sure. You, you level up. At one point, you become 
stronger than that enemies. And then there's a, a paradigm shift where all of a sudden the, the, maybe you get to a new area, maybe it's a new cut screen that, that reloads the game a little bit for you. And then the enemies rise to your level. Same, at the same time, when somebody drops in to help you, doubling the power of your team, mm-hmm. the enemies all get double powered sure. to make it a challenge. When you finish a game and you start over with your same character and you're level 40, whatever, all the enemies, baseline enemies start at level 40 and level with you. How hard is that to do in a mobile game to where as a new player, you're, you're, you're taking on the challenges as you should on your level and some of it's easy, some of it's challenging. And then as you level up, the level difficulty rises with you, not just as a gate of right now, for example, our raids are one, two, three, four, five, six. And that's great, but it doesn't level itself. It's like you go into one, you finally trash one, then you move up two and try to chew on two. Uh, Behemoth is my alliance. We went into Deadpool, we're doing the Enfuegos, and we were 100%ing them in, in 12 hours. We're proud of ourselves. And then we heard, of course, not the Elite Alliance, uh, not the one Kurt's in, but the uh, another alliance had gotten the Big Boy Alliance. Yeah, Kurt's in the, Kurt's in the Big Boy Alliance. Without Is that a, a fat joke? <laughs> Have you looked not at, at this table. Have you looked at this panel? <laughs> uh, but uh, we, we heard that somebody got uh, El Scorcho. They got 30%. And we're like, well, we're going to pick up that challenge. And sure enough, right out of the gate, we nailed 30%, which is a better That's reward great. tier than 100% on the other one. But is there any way to actually make that more organic and not just gate it at? You, you destroy one, and then you try to, and then you just push. Because we are... The best we can do on the hardest Deadpool raid, which is El Scorcho, is 54%. 60% is the next marker for prizes. What's your, what's your, before you answer that question, what's your alliance doing on Scorcho, Kurt? I believe generally we're hitting 60%, but it is a bear. It's tough, it's right? It's a bear. Since they, they made the new trait nodes. And I'm not complaining about the difficulty <laughs> at all. Uh, I might be a little bit. Okay. But, <laughs> but the, since they made the new trait nodes, we have to be very specific about where we go and who's covering which nodes. Yeah. Because, like, you, you have to you do a high-level city villains uh, a node, forget it. Like, I don't have anything close that can take that down. Yeah. So, But I've got a good cosmic team, so I'm using those in, in, on the right nodes. And that's what we found, is I yeah. had a good city team, heroes team, so I take that line. Mm-hmm. Zakari took the cosmic team because he has a strong cosmic team. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's an organizational challenge, to be sure. Yeah. Rather than just assigning lanes, we can't do that with this one. It's, it's, it's way more difficult than that. But, um, the, but to talk about your, your question about the scalability, that's a game design change, and it's a fundamental change you know, to, to, if they were to do something like that with this game because they, they do handle all the scaling from a level-to-level standpoint rather than a, for each character. You know, to mm-hmm. level up with your team level, uh, th- there'd be a fundamental game design change. Well, I was thinking along the line. Yeah, I guess I was, it, I was thinking outside the not understanding how gaming work, you know, the programming of it. If, you know, your commander level, whatever it's called, your your level level, and then your overall team power. Right. Right. As your team power rises, the difficulty. Can you, I want it to always be challenging, but not soul crushing. And Sometimes there's some of those story nodes that are soul crushing. Yeah, it would. It, it really, it really is. It's it's a design choice, right? Because yeah, if you if you had it 
scale up with the team power and that would be the way to do it right through the team power then you go okay well this is really really hard what if i put together a team that's half that power will that be an easier way for me to handle it right because i can work shouldn't, it shouldn't yeah. it should be just as difficult but you but, might get a better strategy if you have a lower level say a city team that works well together at a lower level right. you might do better yeah and, and so and then there are just like some i think it's fraught with balance issues that you have to deal with versus just straight up difficulty level yeah that's that's fair um do you have any thoughts on that clots or is that cover again no i agree with kurt it's okay. it, it's absolutely the, not the direction they went with this game and i don't think that they could ever implement it really okay it, it would take such a monumental amount of uh it was like yeah, MAA being on Flash, and we're like, you gotta get off Flash. Yeah, well, that you can't do. Yeah, that. they're like, we built yeah. this entire game in Flash. Yeah, yeah. no, it, it's just not gonna happen. Um, and it's fine that it doesn't happen because it's okay for some games to be like that and some games to not be like that. It just has to feel rewarding. Yeah, the overall vibe is is the most important thing. Players have to feel like they're they. In a game like this, for it to, to really thrive, players need to feel like they can set goals and those goals are achievable in a reasonable amount of time and effort. And until recently, that wasn't what was going on. And it is getting But better. we're starting to see it get yeah. better. And right. I do think, you know, so to, to touch back on the Miss Marvel thing, having an event where you're pretty much assured to get the character, just not at their max potential, is perfect. That, that's yeah. kind of what you want. And so there are some people who just don't care about the truly competitive aspect. They're going to enjoy that event, they're going to enjoy that story, and then they're going to get their character and they're going to play around with it. And it's not going to be the same character that you have right. or that you have. And they're going to be totally all right with that. You know what I mean? So it's not a problem. Yeah. You know? Now we've got about 15 minutes left that we want to finish up with. So nobody here plays Strike Force, right? Y'all just here to help us with the task and hang out. So what can we say about the game? What do we love about the game? that would get somebody interested in, in possibly picking it up. I'll go with the brute force violence in this thing is amazing. I mean, when Hulk smashes, oh, the bodies go flying. How now people give me grief. You. Hulk sucks. I didn't Hulk matter. It's about the graphics. <laughs> when Hulk takes somebody by the head and smashes them in the ground, looks at them and throws them and the camera moves and they hit the camera, that's amazing graphics. I love the the flow of the the graphics in the game. You heard it here first, folks. Charles McFall loves violence. I kind of do. <laughs> I kind of do. I'm not gonna. No, lie. It, it's it, you're not wrong. You know, it's. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my kids are violent. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. It, it it it's good for the game to feel visceral and real. You know what I mean? In a comic book sense. In, in a, a comic, comic book sense. Uh, it's, it's straight it's, cartoony comic book yeah, violence. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Um, Kurt, what about you? I actually, uh, I, I love the interactions between the characters that are not part of the normal move set. Uh, there's, there's the team up, the team bonuses. up yeah. bonuses. Uh, it's just, it, there's, there's just really great effects that happen during the game that are unexpected at first, right? And largely unseen unless you play at 1x speed like Kurt does. Well, uh, that's part of the reason why I play at 1x <laughs> speed when I'm streaming is so that people can actually see the glory yeah, the that glory. is those animations. That dynamic camera, man. Yeah. Holy cow, you're missing out if you're not doing that. And it just makes it feel like you're actually playing with the superheroes rather than just a straight-up strategy or combat type well, game. Well, yeah, because the game in an abstract is kind of absurd. Yes. 
Like, like four to five people stare at some number of other people and everybody stands exactly in their spot. Like it's, it's, it's old English warfare. <laughs> yeah. No, you go. Now we fire. Now you go. Uh, yeah. I, for me, uh, fuck all. Like, <laughs> walk away. No, I'm kidding. Um, I would say it's something that actually a lot of people don't like. One of the better things about the game, I think, that might appeal to people is all the generics. The generic characters yeah, actually like flesh out the world and are kind of interesting and fun. And it's something that most of the other games haven't really touched on at all. So basically, basically you're henchmen. Right. I think it's and it's something that's kind of untapped is the potential for the theme teams. You know, the truly theme team. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. and that's what they—that's what they've started doing with like uh, again the Nick Fury event. You know, all negatives aside, the fact that you had to use Cree minions, it gives them purpose. It right? wasn't and, well, and, and, it wasn't and just the Cree minions. It was some of the worst Cree minions. Uh, just some good Cree minions, but also not those good Cree. But characters. not the good Cree minions. Yeah, you or, leave or those Kree guys, characters. You yeah. leave those guys at home. Those guys that are pretty much still garbage tier, but you might have worked on a little bit. Right. Uh, okay, and that, right that's out. something. But well, the minion, I, go ahead, Kurt. Go ahead, I'm Kurt. sorry. No, no, the, you go. The, the minion synergy. Um, you know that that happens. Again, it's based on the traits, right? So if, if you have an all-Cree team, there are some bonuses that happen uh, because you have an all-Cree team and they, and they work together. Um, same with the hand. Uh, the hand is actually one of the better ones, right? So um, that I, I agree with you where that, that actually makes it like, oh, there, there's some value in these scrubs. <laughs> Rather than just going, okay, don't have to worry about them. Yep. Don't care about them. Don't worry about them. Um, I like that. I like that. It, it adds. It does flesh out. I, the I also mm -hmm. think it's something they could lean into as they as they move forward. Yeah, well, it sounds like they're going to. Right. Um, particularly with the the trait nodes in raids are not going to stop. They're going to increase. Mm. And they they changed. Um, they're they're changing mutant uh, traits to be X Men and X Force. Uh, which means we're getting more X-Men and X-Force. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think they are leaning into that a little bit. Charles, how much can you not wait for Cyclops? Fuck you. <laughs> I, God, I hate Scott Summer. <laughs> With a passion, I hate Scott. Um, no, I, I, no, I don't care if they put him on God mode. It's just a hard no. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you uh, say that now and... <laughs> so if you didn't hear that on the broadcast, Phil's like, he has a what if he has a powerful combo with the Hulk? No, still no, because I hate Cyclops. What if he's a douchebag? What if Scott Summers? What if what if Scott Summers unlocks all the hidden potential? Shut up, Paul. In the Hulk. Then I will say, I will say you will that Fox Next listens to you guys and they're yes. getting on your side to troll me. Yes. And I will take that <laughs> if they put our show on their freaking front page. I will take that all day long. You will, you will tuck I tail. will eat crow and play with Scott Sumner yes, and you, you will, will stream me <laughs> on the freaking front page of all the Fox Next stuff so we get a million views. But for all the Done. longtime fans... We know that we can expect you to argue with Kurt and I about that truth All for, about, for about a month before you All acquiesce. Day. I don't care how good it is. No, I'm telling you, we got to get something for it. Money, viewership, something. I am not playing with that asshole if I ain't getting nothing out of it. 
What if Hulk picks up Shut up, Kurt! And uses them as a laser gun. <laughs> he just like breaks them in half and beer, beer, beer. Okay, I would do that. If you break Scott in half with the Hulk and you shoot everybody and you throw him off the side and he's dead, I'm okay with that. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I will say, I, I want to ask you guys for a pos- to the positivity of this. Um, the influx of characters is good. You're just talking about the the minions, which I I always hated in other games. When the next new powerful character comes out, you have to have that one, and you just don't go back to play with your favorite characters because mm-hmm. they don't work anymore. They're nerfed or they're broken or whatever. Or this one's just the one you have to have because of the meta. It feels like these synergies work really well across the board. I think the game mechanics itself flows really well yeah. in the game. And it's a very fun fun game to pick up and play. I mean, just on the surface. It, they were discussing doing pretty, you know, comparatively sweeping changes that they ultimately opted out of. Those changes weren't even that severe. Like as far as like a not talking about the business model, mm-hmm. but talking about mechanical balance. Right. They have had very few landmines pop up. Yeah. Right. Like, they've had nothing that completely breaks the game. I've always felt this fairly balanced. And they've they had won. nothing that, like, completely ruined the experience for the average player for any meaningful length of time, either, except for the business stuff. So, yeah, no, I mean, that's commendable because even Avengers Alliance, like... A new character would come out sometimes, and like somebody would pair it with a certain piece of equipment or whatever, and we'd have we'd get two weeks of just absolute hell on earth in PvP because that's what was going on, you know what I mean? Or an interaction would break in an update, and all of a sudden you couldn't clear certain content because a character didn't function the way they were supposed to. That has not happened yeah. thus far, which is fantastic. You know what I mean? And I think they they showed a lot of wisdom in deciding not to nerf all the stuff that they were talking about nerfing. Yeah. Yeah, and I've always argued against nerfing. Don't nerf people. Add counterbalances to it. Yeah. You know? I just recruited Mordo after the Blitz rewards. Oh, nice. So that was cool. I, they, I, I think they did a really nice job of making it so there's no one team that rules all. Right? They did a nice character balance standpoint where, where okay, you don't have Black Widow. Well, you can use Merc Lieutenant, who is yeah. nearly as good, and you can still accomplish a lot. Mm-hmm. They they they've done a great job with that end of things, so that you don't feel like well I don't have them I can't I can't do anything now, um, and I think MAA even didn't do as good a job with that. No, no, yeah. not in the slightest. Yeah, role players very much were like the only thing that fit into that niche most of the time, mm-hmm. and they were not. You didn't have set pieces that were easily swapped, which right. was a detriment. Right. Yeah, I mean, right in the QEs in our chat says the frustration is the forced early need for such minions for the best character. Mm-hmm. I honestly, I disagreed. I love that I could grab the minions early on, get one or two recognizable characters, and build them up until I could earn the other recognizable characters. Now, as you level up, you, you get more powerful, the minions do kind of fall to the wayside somewhat. I'm still playing some Blitz and Arenas on mm-hmm. a high level that you will see certain minions who are really strong power sets show up in those teams. And the thing that they've accomplished with some of the minions, like, for example, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blank on names here. The hand character that stealths the whole team. Hand, hand sentry. sentry. Right. Yeah. He is really strong at making the entire team invisible. And then outside of that, not really stellar at anything else. He's not terrible. 
but that is his one job. Right. And he does that better than any other character in the game. Right and now. as he powers up, he does it even better by giving them instant dodge yep. after that. So even if you can hit them, they dodge it. And and even some of the some of the healers are like, okay, you're not so good at doing the big spike heal like uh, Night Nurse or the right. the hand sorceress can do, but you can add all these other buffs. So you're you're like we said, set pieces, you know, right. swappable parts. It was it's somewhat modular, which you is have good. options. You have options. Yeah. Uh, other games do not tend to allow you to do that. So I, agree. I found that pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I'm exactly yeah, and so. If you're live on Twitch right now, we are at DragonCon. See, Tony gets it. <laughs> Tony gets it. This was not an official panel. Thank you for coming out, helping us stress test, uh, playing with the microphones, and, and hanging out with us. That's always fun. Uh, if you're live on Twitch, uh, you can sub, you can cheer, you can share it with your friends. It's awesome. Also, if you want to be a part of the DragonCon festivities this weekend, hashtag DPC. Dang it. DCPT DC, Dragon Con Podcast right, DCPT 2018 Dragon Con Podcasting <laughs> I've got to remember so many things everyone's like oh you don't remember the time of that panel no I've only programmed 51 panels and on shh, top of that shh, shh. Nicole thank you for the bits thank you oh yes Nicole thank you very very much and, um, and on that note like don't forget we got that big old purple subscribe button if uh, for any of you folks who tune in every week, you can help us out. Go it's the Thanos button. Go ahead, Big Daddy. It. Wrap it up. So if you're on the podcast, you can catch us live Thursday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. And what I was saying is over the weekend this weekend, you can follow all the panels we're doing. Kurt's doing panels. Paul's doing panels. I'm doing panels. A number of people in this room are doing panels this weekend. If they're here in this room, Gallery of Six, you can check out facebook.com forward slash DragonCon podcast. And you will see the live panels all weekend long. So that is it. Where can they find you on the web, Kurt? They can find me in, on Twitter at VO by Kurt, on Facebook.com slash VO by Kurt, and usually on Twitch Monday evenings streaming 7 p.m. Eastern time till 10 p.m. Eastern time. Probably not this Monday. Yeah, no. Yeah, you're welcome to use my studio, but you, you might be dead on Probably your feet. Probably not this morning. <laughs> Paul. Well, you're in luck. If you wanted to catch me on Twitter, this is the one week a year that you can. <laughs> we got a hard pass in the See, audience. Yeah, you, well, <laughs> fuck you, Phil. Uh, <laughs> so you can you find me at SoapboxGSTU on Twitter. I will actually check it occasionally this week, I promise. Uh, you can also catch me through the show page on Facebook.com slash FTHBeyond. And we'll see you at a, I will see you guys at our normal time in place next Thursday. Next Thursday. Yes, yeah. Alright, I'm Rock God of Podcasting. You can find me as Rock God of Podcasting across all social media, uh, except Twitter, which is at Rock God of Pod. I'm on Twitch. It will not be this Sunday night either. It hasn't been the last two Sunday nights. It's been a lot, you know, building up to the con and staying busy. So, uh, We'll be back Thursday night. Basically, we're all set. We'll be back Thursday night, and then we'll get back on a regular Twitch schedule. Uh, so check and us out. I, I warn you, we're going to be even more depressed than normally because it'll be the post Dragon Con. Yeah, it'll delays. be. It'll be. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> oh, normal life sucks. And thank you to all our friends, mostly network people. That's awesome for coming out. We appreciate you. Thank you. 